Welcome to the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. I'm Gary Howard, Europe Editor at Sea Trade Maritime News. Today I'm in conversation with Eleni Polychronopoulou, President and CEO at Metis Cyberspace Technology and a whole host of other things besides. Eleni and I talk about her thoughts on diversity and inclusion in the maritime industry and her experience as a leader across three industries, each with their own poor reputation for recruiting, retaining and advancing women's careers. We also take a look at Eleni's upcoming presentation at CMA Shipping 2023, a conference and exhibition coming up in March, where she'll be discussing the benefits of adding weather routing to ship operation optimization systems. As ever, I started by asking Eleni to introduce herself and talk about her roles and experience in the maritime industry. As a child, my father would take me on board vessels or I would sit with my mother in our ship supplies company, working on telex or whatever. But after my graduation, I started in the R&D department of the family company, which is actually an environmental protection product and services company. And my job was to create products and new services. An outcome of that effort was Emmafest, which, as you know, became a, a global success. We established a strong base, and in 2009, we decided it's time to go into other sectors, such as digitalization, and this is when we acquired MITIS. Then we proceeded in more acquisitions with OneTank uh, One and WO, which were uh, actually ballast water treatment companies. So we cemented our position as world leader. Now that we are there, we are looking into decarbonization. We have a new range of products, such as shore power, called Irony, energy-saving devices, as well as carbon capsule. So there are a lot of things going on in the organization, and we are looking in the future very optimistic. Now, I'm also president of HEMEXPO, and I have been leading HEMEXPO, which is the Hellenic Marine Equipment Manufacturers and Exporters, since um, 2014. And what we have managed is to establish marine equipment as a substantial industrial sector in Greece. Mm, I'm also the vice chair of Sea Europe. I'm a member of the board of Helmepa. I'm a member of WISTA and of Propeller Club. You'll be speaking at CMA in March this year on the topic of weather forecasting and dynamic route optimization. Before we get into the technology, I wonder if you have any thoughts on the IMO and Worcester initiative to create a, a speakers bureau for women within shipping. So, as I, I mentioned, I am a member of Worcester, a proud member of Worcester, and I have to say that there are great things happening over there. So, this initiative is great and it's very inspiring. And it's very important to create this speaker bank for women in maritime and uh, actually end the tradition of the all-male speaking panels, which is often described as manners. I think you have heard about this term. So this initiative actually gives the floor to women that have a lot to say, but at the same time, it is an innovation for the whole of the maritime industry. It's something that has never been done, and there are some male colleagues which are also jealous of that because it gives an international exposure to women that have really, really important things to say. And just to follow up on that, is this something that you encourage women within the organizations that you're involved with and the companies that you work for? Do you encourage those to sign up for this list? Definitely, definitely. 
There are some amazing women with whom I work and uh, which have significant knowledge and value to share. So I'm sure that any audience would be most interested to listen to Effie Cholaki, who is our chief scientific officer and the president of BIMA, the Ballast Water Manufacturers Association worldwide. Theodosia, our Blue Connect, uh, which is our cold ironing uh, product. She's a product owner. Ageliki, she's our team leader in uh, the data analysis department of MITIS. So, yes, this has, these are just some of the ladies that could actually have a very important role to play. There are more. I apologize for those <laughs> I didn't mention. But we will definitely, definitely sign up in this initiative. That's great. Just from the event organizer's point of view, obviously Sea Trade Maritime owned by Informer Markets, an event organizer and organizer of CMA shipping later this year. It's something that's very much on our radar and our uh, Joe, who's putting together the conference program for that event, is very much trying to improve diversity on the, the panels and presentations. Now, focusing back on you, you you hold a significant leadership positions really across digital technology, engineering, and maritime industries, each of which I think it's fair to say have a pretty poor reputation when it comes to female representation and career advancement. In your personal experience, are those reputations deserved? Well, women are now more than ever in the forefront of developments in all sectors. It was not like that when I started my career, not at all. But now there is a serious change taking place and more and more women proceed in the leadership, but also in the research and uh, engineering. So things do change. And what do you think is driving that change? Well, um, women are now in the position uh, to offer their knowledge, their skills, because they have been recognized. Their contribution has been recognized. I will refer to the Greek landscape as an example, assuming that the situation is even better in the Europe, in the rest of Europe or, or in the United States. So, for example, the president of the Union of Greek Ship Owners is Miss Melina Travlou. The president of Helmepa is Mrs. Miramis Palou. Some of the biggest shipping companies in Greece are led by women, like Mrs. Fragon, Mrs. Agelikousi, Mrs. Prokopiou or Mrs. Paleologou, who is leading BV in Greece, and so many more women in key positions. I would say that the answer is simple. These women are capable, they are knowledgeable, they are experienced, they are leaders, they can lead in an international environment. So why not? And the world is ready to accept that, isn't it? Actually, part of the sustainable development goals of the United Nations is to make sure that gender equality will need to be achieved as soon as possible. And then from your personal experience, are there particular actions that you take as a business leader to attract and retain female talent? Or are there any sort of moves that you would encourage other business leaders to take to help develop that? We recruit according to skills. And we provide career paths and development plans for all our employees. We believe that all our people are valuable and they are treated equally. However, when it comes to women, we are sensitive. We have uh, flexible parenthood programs, including, of course, the maternity leaves, and we are in the position to understand the needs and accommodate them 
There's so much we could go into more detail on from across your resume, but let's take Metis as our focus, as that's the hat that you'll be wearing at CMA next month. Give us an overview of what Metis cyberspace technology is and the sort of products and services it offers. So I would say that Metis is now the most comprehensive solution for the digital transformation of a shipping company. We provide a turnkey solution. So we start from data acquisition, We have our own patented device that facilitates the task, even all the vessels, which are always very, very challenging. We make sure that the data collected is cleansed and synchronized before sent to the cloud. And at the same time, we create the digital twin of the vessel on the cloud, which is actually our MIDI space. And this allows vessel-specific processes. So MIDI space is the most complete suite of applications. We offer monitoring, data analysis, but also enhanced analytic services with AI. We allow, in this way, the root cause analysis, but most importantly, especially nowadays, with all these uh, regulations and all these requirements coming up, prediction. We offer solutions for the optimization of operations, like the emissions but we also work on the ship optimization. We work on the main engine, the diesel generators, the ballast water treatment systems, the scrubbers. And at the same time, we have a group of experts which supports our customers with customized vessel-related reports and consulting services. What I would also like to say that there is a recent buzz about the chat GPT and the chatbots and the AI. And I have to say that in Mitis, one of the applications that we introduced very early was the first chatbot for the maritime industry, and that was back in 2016. And it's still the only maritime-related chatbot, you know, able to combine raw data, advanced analytics, and actually answer users' requests on the spot. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible that the, the scope of that technology, and I don't know if you've seen the sort of advancements that Bing have been doing with their AI and the capacity that has to answer questions from a really wide data set, which as a journalist is absolutely terrifying. I could be obsolete within the space of a couple of years. We've already seen the entry into force of new IMO regulations this year. We're hearing calls from ICS and others to introduce carbon levies and other market-based measures to make shipping greener. What role does technology like that developed by Metis play in the regulatory side of ship operations? In Metis, we believe that digitalization can assist vessels to achieve their optimum performance and minimize the emissions. So solutions like the ones we provide can help on many aspects, such as data acquisition needs on existing vessels is huge to ensure the reliability of the data, so no garbage in, garbage out scenarios. Automating processes so that um, the staff, which has a ton of things to do on a daily basis, is relieved. Integrate uh, with uh, Verifier to speed up the process, so facilitating the flow of information. And of course, enhance the decision-making power for ship owners and ship managers with the predictive analytics. The fact that uh, new technologies are not yet direct mandatory requirements by the regulatory framework keeps the adoption rate rather lower than what we have expected. But the emission regulations is the only case where there is an actual hook. 
We had a podcast we've actually published today or yesterday with someone from the container operations space talking about their digital platform and saying that it something like 80% of the time of their customers are spent solving problems that are essentially caused by having really manually paper-intensive processes. So it'll be it's going to be so interesting to see the sort of efficiency and time gains as these technologies come on board and and take away some of that um, waste of time, essentially, when the technology is sitting around to do it far more quickly. There was recently a, a cyber attack on a competitor's ship management platform. Is cybersecurity a concern when there's so much sort of critical operational data is relying on software systems and connectivity? Cybersecurity is and should be part of the agenda for all stakeholders. The service providers, the owners, the managers, the equipment manufacturers, the charters, the ports, logistics, every entity in all industry is a potential target. And every entity needs to take measures to protect its, its assets and its infrastructure. The hard truth is that hackers are most of the time one step ahead. The good news, though, is that they usually target those companies that are several steps behind. So investing in uh, cybersecurity is of paramount importance and that means we are doing everything we can to be updated with the latest measures and the best proof. And for that, we have the BV cybersecurity type approval we got in May 2022. So we are quite safe on that uh, matter. Yeah, impossible to be 100% safe, but there are steps you can yeah. take, right? It's never possible and you know you can get attacked by something so minor that it slips your attention. So we have to be very, very careful in the smallest detail. And just to close on a on an events note, on a CMA note, your conference session is specifically around weather routing and optimization, which I think is a sort of recent addition to the, the Matis offering. What sort of operational efficiency gains could a ship owner expect from effective weather routing? Okay, first of all, we have to have in mind that there is no one-size-fits-all answer or solution on this question. Because every vessel has its unique characteristics, its own personality. Even sister vessels are different. And this is why we insist on saying that analytics should be based on real-time vessel data collected in high frequency. This is something that uh, we have seen in the past that uh, gives um, accurate results. So having said that, I can give you some figures based on the vessels we serve on our platform. So our statistics show that up to 5 or 10%, we can have a potential reduction in fuel oil consumption, which is very, very substantial. And at the same time, a respective reduction of 4 to 8% in CII on an annual base. And this is really worth noting. Of course, weather routing is not the only aspect. It's just one aspect on the actions that are needed to increase the operational efficiency of the vessel. You need, at the same time, to work on the speed optimization, the fouling of the hull and the propeller, the efficiency of the main engine, just-in-time arrival scheduling, of course, all these need to be completed with energy efficiency devices, alternative fuels, but starting with the simple operational decisions 
definitely we can get a very good uh, game. And have you seen more sort of enthusiasm from the industry on taking up these technologies as the oil and bunker prices have risen in a recent couple of years? Yes, we have. It is, especially in our markets, we have seen that the owners, the managers are ready to listen. They are interested in every project that is now up and running. There has been no ship owner that we have contacted to discuss about these solutions that said, no, I'm not interested. No one. Everyone is interested. One way or the other, they are trying to find the best possible way to reduce their emissions. One way or the other, they are trying to have a good uh, CII. You know, it's like having the best refrigerator. You go and you buy a Samsung refrigerator and the class is A++++++. And then you leave the door open. And then what you have? You have E. We see the same with ships. You may have an eco vessel, you may install energy efficiency devices and winds and rotosails and everything. But if you don't operate it properly, you will not get the anticipated results. And the same with the speed. We say lower the speed, lower the speed, but lowering the speed can be done up to a certain limit because the engines were not tuned for low speeds. They have an optimum window to operate. And if you get out of this window, even with a low speed, you can get higher consumption. That reminds me of a study that I, I read a couple of, well, probably about six months back, talking about LNG slip in engines. And it found that the auxiliary engine's methane slip was incredibly high because the ship operator had chosen to run all four of them at the same time at a much lower capacity. Whereas if they just run one or two at a higher capacity, the methane slip would have been much lower. So there's a, that's a bit of an aside. But uh <laughs> It's, it's great to hear that the doors are open yes. to, you know, to ship owners and managers wanting to reduce their emissions, but you know, trying to save money, I guess, at the, at the end of the day. Exactly. Eleni, thanks so much for your time today and for appearing on the Maritime Podcast. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. If you are listening before the 22nd of March 2023, then you still have the opportunity to see Eleni present at CMA Shipping 2023 in the US. I'll also be at the show covering the conference and sniffing out stories from the great and good of the US maritime industry. Until next time, farewell. Farewell.